I have cried out day by day and in the night before you. Welcome back to the Hackberry House, a daily podcast devoted to the Word of God and the persecuted church of North Korea. My name is Bob. This is podcast number 252. It's August 23rd, 2015. Today, some facts about the North Korea situation that hopefully will fuel your prayer life a little bit. We're taking information from NorthKoreanChristians.com. It's a place I would recommend that you check out yourself. Who are the different players in this whole North Korea situation? Well, you've got China and the North Koreans themselves. To reach China, North Koreans must travel for days unnoticed, often on foot. They must avoid drowning in the Tumen River that separates China from North Korea, as well as the North Korean border guards, who have orders to shoot to kill anyone escaping across the border which is increasingly being fenced with barbed wires. That's both sides of the border. And electric voltage, that's on the Chinese side of the border. I guess they can afford the electricity. One would expect China to have pity on the North Koreans who make it across. And some Chinese do, but others exploit them. According to estimates, an astounding 70%, 70% of the women and girls as young as 12 years old are captured and sold either to brothels or as wives to aging peasant farmers. So why doesn't the Chinese government intervene? Instead of intervening, Chinese government actively hunts down the North Korean refugees. Anyone helping North Korean refugees is threatened with a prison term and the refugees caught are taken to the border and handed over to North Korean agents. The Chinese government also forbids international aid agencies, including UN High Commission for Refugees, UNHCR, from traveling to the North Korean border region, let alone aiding the North Korean refugees. Instead, it invites North Korean agents into the region to hunt down the North Korean refugees. So does the Chinese government have the right to repatriate, that's send them back, the North Korean refugees? No. The UN Convention on Refugees obligates that no contracting state shall expel or return a refugee in any manner whatsoever to the frontiers of territories where his life or freedom would be threatened on account of his race, religion, nationality, membership of a particular social group, or political action, political opinion. That's Article 33 of the Prohibition of Expulsion or Return. China is not only a contracting state to this convention, but also one of the executive board members of the UN Human Rights Commission and knows that repatriated North Korean Christians will face imprisonment, torture, and execution. Pregnant women are forced to abort or deliver and then watch their babies killed. It's hypocritical of China to have signed this convention and to occupy a leadership position in the fight against human rights abuses around the world and yet hunt down and repatriate North Korean refugees, as well as turn a blind eye to the sexual trafficking of the vulnerable women and girls among them. 
Why is the Chinese government doing this? The proximate reason is that North Korean refugees burden the Chinese economy and could turn into a full-fledged exodus. Ultimately, Chinese government is propping up the North Korean regime as it prefers to share its border with a communist neighbor than a reunited U.S. allied South Korea, which would mean all of Korea would be U.S. related, right next to China. They can't handle that. So, China and the North Koreans, there's a little bit of insight for you. What about South Korea reunification with North Korea? There's another player in this whole thing. Until the 1980s, South Koreans yearned for reunification with North Korea. That changed after the German reunification in 1989. At the time of its reunification, West and East Germany were respectively much stronger economically than South and North Korea are today. East Germany was the powerhouse of the East European economy, and the income gap between West and East Germany was maybe four to one. Yet following reunification, the economic burden of rebuilding the former East Germany staggered the reunified Germany, and the rest of Europe for a decade. Now the current income gap between South and North Korea's is 17 to 1. North Korea is bankrupt. Its infrastructure is obsolete. Its technology and labor forces are decades behind the rest of the world. Even if reunification could be achieved peacefully, Rebuilding the North will cost South Korea 15 to 20 years and much of its wealth. With that realization, and as the pre-war generation continues to die out, neither the South Korean government nor the majority of its people now favor reunification in the near future. And it's leery of anything that could destabilize North Korea to implode, let alone launch another war. Today, the South Korean's government will fly out and grant citizenship to North Koreans who make it to its embassy or those of nations with which it has diplomatic ties, but it will not help North Koreans reach those embassies, the entrances to which are heavily guarded by the Chinese police. What about South Korean Christians? How do they play into this? Some South Korean Christians today live in or travel to Northeast China, to feed North Koreans, to buy back North Korean women from sexual slavery, to keep escape routes open, as well as teach the gospel and equip those who wish to return to North Korea as missionaries. But the vast majority of self-declared Christians in South Korea turn a blind eye to the plight of their people north of their border. As in the rest of the developed world, Christianity in South Korea is dominated by health, wealth, and prosperity, false gospel. True disciples willing to serve Christ, let alone risk danger, are a sadly small fraction of the millions of churchgoers in South Korea today. How about the United States? How about the USA North Korean Human Rights Act? 2002, then U.S. President George W. Bush 
famously labeled the North Korean regime as a part of an axis of evil. In 2004, he signed the North Korean Human Rights Act of 2004 to fund non-governmental organizations, NGOs, that aid North Korean refugees and promote information flow into North Korea. Then, his administration did nothing. The annual budget for the North Korean Human Rights Act of 2004 wasn't even allocated until 2006. And human rights in North Korea became an even lower priority when Kim Jong-il tested his first nuclear device, shrinking the U.S. policy objective in North Korea to nuclear containment. Extended in 2008 until 2012, this piece of legislation has done little besides granting a few dozen North Korean refugees asylum in the United States. Mm. And how about the American Christians, the Western Christians? A few missions-oriented international Christian organizations lead prayers for North Korea, smuggle Bibles, even release balloons imprinted with the gospel into North Korea. Others evacuate refugees, publish reports, hold events, write columns, or, or take more political approaches. But, again, the vast majority of Christians in the West either don't know or don't care about the world's most persecuted Christians. Steeped in the health and prosperity false doctrine, they ask what more God can do for them instead of how they can serve the Lord who already gave his life for them. Very little of the billions of dollars collected for Jesus in the richest nations ever reach the part of his body in greatest need. Few Western Christians heed Jesus' command to visit, feed, and clothe the least of him. All of that from NorthKoreanChristians.com. Well, we're not finished yet. Here's a message to Christians on the North Korean atrocities. Imagine your brother or sister was being tortured, maimed, raped, used in biological warfare experiments, or subjected to other atrocities by the, <clears throat> excuse me, by the North Korean government. Wouldn't you be outraged by its atrocities? Should we be any less outraged about our brothers and sisters in Christ? being subjected to such atrocities by the North Korean government, sheltering, clothing, feeding North Korean Christians, as per Jesus' words, shouldn't be an obligation, but a desire and a conviction of every true member of Christ's body. It's also a privilege. Some North Koreans who cross into China and are saved return to North Korea to evangelize until their arrest and execution. The Lord's preparing a mighty victory in North Korea, the glory for which will go not to a nation, organization, or even a Christian group, but to himself. It's a privilege for us to be used by God in this victory by supporting some of the bravest Christians in the world today. What can we do? We can pray for the Christians in North Korea who worship the Lord in secret, those in concentration camps, those in China those who have gone back to North Korea to evangelize. Pray also for the Lord to pierce with his truth the hearts of their captors, 
torturers, killers, and even Kim Jong-un, as well as the Chinese who hunt them or traffic North Korean women. And pray for Chinese Christians and the missionaries in China who are sheltering and caring for them, teaching and supplying them with the word of God. You can write to world leaders. Yes, you're welcome to use drafted letters and emails to Kim Jong-un. You can go to uh, uh, NorthKoreanChristians.com and find these things. The leaders of the United States, the leaders of China and the United Nations, there are websites that will tell you their names and addresses. Write them a letter. Tell others what you know about the North Korean Christians via emails, conversations, sermons. If you've got a website, blog, or social networking profile, link to that site. You can contact magazines, newspapers, television networks, and filmmakers to let them know that you'd like to read and watch reports about the North Koreans, North Korean Christians, and the refugees. Okay, and then one last word, a message to the North Korea elite. If by any chance you can read this or hear this, you're a North Korean elite. With internet access, you've got English training, you live in relative comfort in Pyongyang, you know about the abject poverty outside of Pyongyang, as well as dictatorships falling one after another around the world. You know that. You know that unless it reforms North Korea, the Kim Jong-un regime will fall. When it ends, you, well, will you be on the side that, that fell or the side that brought it down? History shows that the former are tried and executed, while the latter are hailed as heroes and given leadership positions in the rebuilding effort. If Kim Jong-il loved North Korea when he was alive, he wouldn't have built 17 palaces for himself while the non-elite North Koreans don't even have hospitals with basic equipment and medicines. He also would not have been the world's top customer of Hennessy Cognac when so many North Korean children don't have food to eat. Your God used his people to serve himself. He wasn't even God. But a man who died as suddenly as his father, in contrast, the true God, Jesus Christ, so loved you that he died to save you from your sins. Jesus wants you to repent of your sins and believe in him and has written you love letters, one of which is copied here in this message. You can, again, go to this website and find it for yourself. You can read and study it in English. If some of what you read below, these people, and they're going to have it in Korean or English, if it sounds like your Juche, ask yourself one question. Since Christianity preceded Juche by 1900 years, is Christianity counterfeit Juche or does it sound more like Juche is counterfeit Christianity? May the true God bless you with his truth as only he can. Well, my friends... There it is again. What are you going to do about it? What am I going to do about it? I'd like you to go over to um, my site. I think you're on my site right now. And click on photos. Will you do that? Click on photos. You'll see some albums down below. The, the latest album, the current album, has about 61 pictures in it, I think, as of 
yesterday. I'm going to put number 62 up in just a minute. A lot of good pictures there with commentary on each one. I hope that you'll go there, check it out, and see um, see what I've had to say. And these are things you can you have access to. Also, I've just been collecting it for you. Well, Psalm 88, verse 1, is where we began today. The psalmist says, "I have cried out day by day and in the night before you." Yeah, North Koreans have too, and God is listening. God will hear their cries. Let's be a part of the answer when it comes.